Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Joel Saves Big. I hope you guys enjoy the show. If you guys ever do want to join, feel free to DM me at Joel Saves Big on Instagram. Also, you can leave a comment in the show notes if you have any questions. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you all for joining today's episode of Joel Saves Big. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Taylor, whose Instagram page is Uncommon Sense. I will link her handle in the show notes. It's Uncommon Sense without the O and with an underscore. Again, I'll link that in the show notes. Taylor, thank you so much for joining. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah. Hi, Joel. Thanks for having me on your podcast. And yeah, my name is Taylor. I run a personal finance Instagram page called Uncommon Sense. Um, I am 25 years old from Phoenix, Arizona, and I just love money and love talking about it. So here I am. Awesome. Thank you for joining. Yeah, I, I remember I followed your page way back when I started. Uh, You're one of the pages um, that I was like, so intrigued by by consistently posting. Um, and I was like, this is this is inspiring. Um, I know before before we even started the podcast, uh, Taylor, you mentioned you do this and you find enjoyment out of it. Um, like we're, you also on, on a lot of your posts, you talk about side hustling and, and enjoying your, your nine to five, um, working yeah. while also investing. Like, how do you find that balance, um, between like enjoying doing things to, to earn income versus doing things for the enjoyment of it? Wow. That's a fantastic question. Um, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't feel like overwhelmed sometimes um with everything um but I think the key is like um that I have just found this incredible passion for personal finance and I think everybody finds that specific passion for themselves at some point in their life and earlier rather than later and it may be something with sports or music or another you know passion project but um when I found just this passion of mine for personal finance Mm -hmm. I kind of dove in head first and started my page and started connecting with people and um it really doesn't feel like work to me um and and it's just extremely enjoyable and with regards to my side hustles like one of them for example is is I'm a private tutor and um that is just like uh developed out of just my love for helping other people and especially kids I have like previous work experience with children and so I just kind of took that and and generated a source of income from it. But mm-hmm. uh, again, I enjoy it. And so I think it's important for, for people to just pursue things that they enjoy in every capacity. So that's, that's great, great advice. That's, and that's, and that's exactly why I started this podcast. I, I enjoy talking to people and I enjoy talking about money, um, hearing mm-hmm. others perspectives and just, just learning. Um, uh, reading books is, is great, but I, I'm not an avid reader. Um, I'm yeah. an avid talker. Um, so yeah. that, that, that's pretty cool. Um, on your page, you mentioned that you, you're committed to being debt-free by end of 2021. Um, starting de- debt was almost 21K, and now you're at 7,000 at the time of this recording. Um, how are yeah. you uh, determining how much you're going to put away towards debt each month? Or, or do you budget? Yes, I do budget. And um, with regards to like those numbers, um, that 7,000 left is specifically student loans. And so I started with both a car loan and student loans. And so I've successfully paid my car off. Um, yay. Congrats. But, uh, the, <laughs> thanks. 
but the student loans, so how I've been saving for that is, like I said, through budgeting, but specifically, so my student loans are, are federal, which means they've been on a pause for, I don't know, I think even a year now. A year, yep. Yeah, and so um, because they've been on a pause and like my balance is less than 10K, when the rumor started about a possible 10,000 or under forgiveness, mm -hmm. I started a sinking fund. Um, and for those that aren't familiar, basically just stashing cash away um, for these loans, but not paying them off. And why I did that is because, you know, if there is going to be any type of loan forgiveness, um, especially for this amount, then my entire loan will be wiped out and I would then just have these savings. And then if not, when forbearance ends, which I think that's projected to end now, end of January 2022, mm -hmm. then I'll have this cash and I'll just be able to, to pay it off. But I just, you know, was planning for the what if of if there's any forgiveness, then I'll just have these savings. But if not, then I'm planned to just pay it all off in one full suite. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. That's exactly um, what I did. I had a, a federal loan as well um, around the same amount. It was 7200 um, mm -hmm. And then I saw all these rumors on news and on my yeah. on my Instagram page, I was like, oh, there's a possibility that that it'll be um, forgiven. And I was like, why would I put 10,000, almost $10,000 <laughs> to something that's going to go away for free? Um, right. set, set the money aside. And then I then I saw the emails and, and the posts about the, the federal the federal loan servicing company that I had, um, which mm -hmm. was Granite uh, State Management, was no longer going to be servicing in come come January. And I didn't want to have to deal with all of the the drama with setting up the automatic payments again or having to right. connect my bank account. So that's when I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pull the trigger now. I, I have that. Um, let me yeah. get that out of the way. Yeah. I mean, if I can take the free money, if it's there, yep. um, sure, that's why I'll accept the forgiveness. Am I banking on it? No. Uh -huh. But hey, if it happens, great. But if not, then I do have those savings and then I can wipe out that debt so uh we'll see we'll see what happens yep um you mentioned that you budget do you do that like on an excel sheet um do you use any app or do you do it by pen and paper so i personally use an app called wine app um i believe in episode two the previous one a dropout for fire references as well so it's mm -hmm. called you need a budget um he said great things about it i can only say the same um it, it's an app and again it's it follows um, basically zero, uh, what's it called? Zero. Based budgeting. Yes, thank you. Zero-based budgeting, which which in essence is giving every single dollar that you have a job. And whether that dollar is used for your expenses today, whether it's used for savings, whether it's used for investing, you are literally assigning every single dollar and even less than that, every penny that you own a job and YNAB reflects each job that every dollar you have has. Yep, I've, I've heard great things. I mean, personally, I'm I'm not a budgeter and I know Dropout for Fire wants to uh, speak to me at a later time and and convince me and hear my side <laughs> of the story of, of why budgeting would help. Um, and, and I'm open to hearing that. Um, but on that right. note, what would you have to say to someone who not is against it, but doesn't know like the value of budgeting? Right. Like, why, why would I budget? Why should I budget? I know I make a thousand dollars. I know my right. rent is 500. I have 500 to spend. Why do I need to budget? Honestly, I would say that it's just, it, it's incredible once you 
start budgeting, um, how taking control and ownership of your money just gives you a whole new sense of power. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, I don't blame anybody for like hesitating to budget or like choosing not to budget. I even follow a couple pages that are like anti-budget, but I do this instead. And it's like, I understand because there is, I feel like a really negative stigma around budgeting, which is like that it, it's tiring. It takes a long time. It's too complicated. But I think once every person finds a budgeting method that works for them, whether it is using an Excel sheet or an app like YNAP or like pen and paper, mm -hmm. or like I also follow another page that literally just uses like Apple iCloud notes on their phone. And it's like, once you start tracking your expenses, it's a game changer and just allows you to see exactly where your money is going and just take full ownership um, of your finances. I see. Um, and, and in terms of budgeting, is this something that like is a, a work in progress, right? Like, how do you know that this month I'm going to allocate $200 for groceries or this month I'm going to allocate $300 for groceries and food? Like, is that something that you've tracked as a trend over time? Like, is that like one of the values you find with YNAB? Yeah, but I think to your point, I think what stops a lot of people from even starting is they don't know what to initially put. They're like, I have yep. no idea what my grocery budget is. I have no idea how much I spend on eating out. But what I say to that is like, you got to start somewhere. And so if you just set a baseline and, and even, I mean, one thing I recommend is if you really want like to start with a, a strong baseline, you can just look at your bank statements for the past like three months. And I would just add up every restaurant that you went to, every takeout meal. Okay, boom, I spent X amount of money. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna allocate X amount of money. Or maybe you might set a goal, you know what, I'm gonna try and spend $100 less than that or $50 less than that or whatever. But um, it, I think budgeting is always a work in progress. I mean, you can have someone that's budgeted for 10 years and, and I'd argue to say that they would say that their budget um, still changes by at least a little bit each month. Mm -hmm. um, and, and is never perfect. And so, but I think if you just start with a guideline, you can adjust from there. And that's, that's what I've done. And so I have like averages of what I spend each month, but it's never going to be the same. And, and, you know, I, I just accept that. And, and that's just a part of budgeting. Really. Yep. So. And how do you handle your, your side hustles? I know, I know you, you love your side hustles and, and managing that with your, with your full-time job. How do you include that into your budget? Is it, is it is that a fixed income per month, you would say? Oh, yeah. No, no, it's not. But whenever I get those funds um, that, again, are just extra money, and I'm grateful for that, I um, it varies. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, you know what? This will go purely to investing. Or sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm human. I want to eat out an extra time or two this month like I'm just gonna save it and when I want that burger or want my extra Starbucks like I'm gonna do it and so I I think that's also a really key part of budgeting is not being too hard on yourself mm -hmm. and um letting yourself be human and so I can't say that I use my side hustle income for the same thing each month um when I do have strict financial goals that I really want to hit I'm a little more disciplined with it but when I'm not currently set to like a certain financial goal that's when I'm a little more flexible with that money and and it varies I see um you talk a lot about on your Instagram page um I, I definitely recommend everyone who's listening to check it out so much dumb dumbed down easy to understand without knowing anything um content about like investing 
Um, but then again, you talk so much about budgeting and sinking funds. So how do you determine like how much you're going to invest um, compared to saving for sinking funds in the future? like my primary investment goal is just to max out my Roth IRA every year. And so um, for that, for listeners that may not know, the maximum contribution limit for that for someone of my age and income level is 6000 So that is my primary investment goal right now. Now, outside of that, I also contribute to my employer 401k and HSA, which is a health savings account. And so those are automatic deductions from my paycheck. So that money I don't even see. So when I get my paycheck, to your question, I just allocate um, $250 every paycheck, which will keep me on track to maxing out the 6,000 each year. Um, Mm -hmm. And then with regards to thinking funds, um, I, Personally, so what I'll do is, again, in YNAB or in my in budgeting, um, I if I have a goal, let's say it's like if I'm saving for Christmas, which I currently am, mm-hmm. um, I have a goal of $500 by December 15th to give me enough time, a couple weeks to then shop before Christmas. And so I think I started saving for that in like June. And so if it was like about six months, I have this $500 goal. I divide that timeline by the money I want to save, and then that's just how much I allocate each month. And again, YNAB is great about telling you like how much you have left. And so if one paycheck, I only put X amount, but in order to meet my monthly goal, I need X amount more, it will tell me like, hey, to meet your goal for this month, you need to put in 30 more dollars. And so I'll, oh, wow. I'll try to do that before the end of the month. Yeah. I see. Um, that's that's pretty neat. Um, it- if you met a stranger, um, I, I think I already know the answer to this, but if you met a stranger, what is one thing you would tell them about personal finance? Wow. That's a fantastic question too. Um, I think I would say that um, personal finance, I'll be the first to admit, is confusing and complex um, and something that we are not taught but should be. Um, but taking the time to invest both in knowledge and money will pay yourself back in rewards and again, money mm-hmm. five million times over. So I think I would just say to invest the time now, whether in you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, even fifties, like it's never too late, but to put in the work now and your future self will thank you. I see. That's that's some good advice. Um, and that's something that I, when I started, I was overwhelmed um, because I yeah. saw I can get this Excel sheet off this Etsy page. I can get this Excel sheet. I bought a couple and I was like, okay, now I have all these Excel sheets. Now what? Um, it yeah. says like, oh, invest in a Roth IRA, but you can open up one with three different companies, Charles Schwab, Fidelity. Right. Um, and right. then, and there's always a new one out there and then open a high yield savings account. Okay. Um which which company you know so i guess it's hard like taking that first action step is like that's the hardest part for me um that was for me and it still is is like okay what's my next step right so like i do the same thing as i have my 401k my hsa automatically deducted um but i'm trying to decide like okay do i invest into my roth ira or do i need that money to eventually buy buy myself a house um 
And it's right. like, okay, but I, I, I know I need to do both, but I don't have the, I'm not a high income earner yet. Um, so how do I determine in which bucket, so to speak, I would put it in terms of saving for the future, long-term future or saving for the short-term future? Um, yeah. Is that something that you struggle with or you pretty much have it down? No. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I, I completely resonate with what you're saying. And I think um, specifically with what you said about like how there are so many options and, you know, it's just like, there's such a variety of things you can choose from. I think that what, that's what stops a lot of people from even starting. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say is like, there's always going to be a high yield savings account that may have like a little bit better interest. There may always be an, an Excel sheet that may have like one more category that is like just a little more detailed, but I would say that the most important thing is just start. Like there's always going to be something better. Um, and you know what? And you may find that better option or you may not, but I think just going with just, just taking action, taking action and then sticking with that um, is the best gift you can give to yourself. Um, and with regards to short-term and long-term goals, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat right now. I'm trying to buy a house. It's the market is crazy, crazy right now. And so uh -huh. I think it's, a part of just again recognizing that like we're all trying our best we're all human and so like I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect formula of like I should save 60% for savings now and 40% for long-term investing like I, I think those numbers are constantly changing and so I think as long as you um, set uh, a discipline for yourself right now and are okay with being flexible i think that's the best thing you can do i'm 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 noting that down for myself and that's something that I, that's exactly that's exactly what i struggle with it's like okay how much yeah. percent or what how many dollars like how many tens or hundreds of dollars do i put towards my roth or, or invest my brokerage account um versus saving for a down payment and it, 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 it becomes very difficult because i look at this lump sum of money sitting in my account like Oh, the possibilities of what it could be in 60 years. But it's like, I also have to I have rent to pay. Um, so it's, it becomes very difficult. Um, and any last things that you, you want to say? I mean, I do want to say again, um, your page is awesome in terms of dumbing down things, making it easy for people to understand. Um, I would say I'm more well-versed, but still learn a lot. Um, like, for example, I didn't know what a SEP IRA was until... You mentioned it and it doesn't relate to me now, but hopefully I'll have my own business and it doesn't hurt to know yeah. because wealth is knowledge. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Um, no, I appreciate the kind words. I really, I really do enjoy um, interacting with people in that community, whether it is with other personal finance creators like yourself or everyday people just looking to learn about finance. Um, I really enjoy it. And so I think just the last thing I would say is again, just a, re-emphasizing like if if you're someone that has an interest in in finance whether it's just to better use your own money or just to learn more like don't be afraid to dive in and and yeah it can be very complex and complicated and that's just a part of the game but I think Joel you'd agree with me in the sense that like once you start you just learn as you go and it does become mm -hmm. easier yep yeah. I, I agree um well Taylor thank you again for uh spending time out of your busy day to uh, be able to speak with me all the way from a different time zone uh, in Arizona. 
Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you all for listening in as well. Um, feel free to, to follow as well, uh, follow this, the show as well as follow Taylor um, on our Instagram page. Thanks, Joel.